0: Welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And this particular segment of the podcast we call Theology for Everyone, and it is just that. We are trying to work out a good biblical doctrine, good systematic theology for our people um, to help break down maybe some complex um, thoughts scriptural principles that maybe you're not going to pick up just by a cursory reading, but you need to go a little bit deeper. And in order to help us do that, we're working through the Westminster Confession of Faith, and we've been doing this for, man, it's been about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. We are 22 chapters deep, and on the podcast today, we're coming back and talking once again about oaths and vows. And men, would you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, it's Rob Spikestra, pastor of Discipleship.
2: Alex Tate, Secretary of the Youth Director. And Kevin Knorr, Pastoral Assistant. And
0: this topic is probably not one people are going to be clicking on just because <laughs> they're interested in, so hopefully you're just <laughs> listening to them all. Because sometimes the stuff that you don't think you need to know or you don't, you're you not even asking questions about is maybe something that you actually need. And um, this Oaths and Vows segment, the Westminster Divines thought it so important, they made seven articles in this chapter. We are going to be looking at three and four, at least three and four, in this podcast. Maybe we can squeak one more in there if we can. Kevin, would you go ahead and uh,
2: read this for us? We can get right after it. Whosoever takes an oath ought duly to consider the weightiness of so solemn an act, and therein to avouch nothing, but what he is fully persuaded is the truth. Neither may any man bind himself by oath to anything but what is good and just, and what he believes so to be, and what he is able and resolved to perform. Yet is it a sin to refuse an oath touching anything that is good and just, being imposed by lawful authority.
0: Okay. So, last week we already learned taking an oath and making a vow is biblical, there are times of solemn moment, of, of weighty, a weighty moment mm. that we need to, we need more than just, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> we need, I mean, we know this because we go to the bank and when you go to the bank to buy a house, you most of the time you don't just walk in there and just, hey, I, I want to buy a house. They're like, all right, you got a <laughs> job? Yep. Shake hands. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> right, here's the keys, right? No, we there's a lot of paperwork involved. There's, it's a weighty moment that most of us who have done it, you've got sweaty hands, you've been, am I making a wise decision here? Is this right? It's you could feel that. Well, they say right away, whoever takes an oath ought duly to consider the weightiness of so solemn an act. right? So when we're making an oath, and, and I think making an oath, I mean, we're t- when you when you go buy that car, when you go buy that house, when you're you are making an oath there. You're promising yeah. I will pay this, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I will perform this duty, mm-hmm. right? You should not do that flippantly. When you make your oaths at church, when you make your oaths on your wedding day, when you make your oath before the bench, if you're ever called to be a jury, you should consider the weightiness of so solemn an act, and therein. To avouch nothing, to vow nothing but th- what he is fully persuaded is the truth. Hmm. We have a text for that.
3: And if you swear as the Lord lives in truth, in justice, and in righteousness, then nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory.
0: So Jeremiah should, four. Okay, that was what Jeremiah four two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we should vow nothing, but what is f- is f- he is fully persuaded is the truth. Mm. Okay, so when we're making a vow, when we're making a oath, we should be careful what we're doing, and we should be. That means if they say, "Let's just," I'm just going to go. I don't know why I'm on this about buying a house, but what is your income? You put down your real income. You yeah. don't put down what you hope your income will be in <laughs> six months, right? You, put down your, you swear to what is the truth, mm. okay? Neither may any man bind himself by oath to anything but what is good and just. Okay? So right now we can see there are the things that we are commanded to swear an oath and vow to are pretty small, but the things that we're commanded not to swear an oath to kind of are there's a lot more options. Mm-hmm. Like, we should not swear to anything that's sinful. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: Right. Right. Anything that is against the law of God. Mm. Right. Now, let me get into maybe a complicated issue here. When God and and I could be getting myself in trouble right now, Rob. So you, if I'm, <laughs> if I, if I'm speaking <laughs> heresy, you have to correct me. Here. Okay. Because in Ezra. We're going to see in the, in the coming weeks that God tells them not to intermarry with the surrounding nations, mm-hmm. and they disobey him, and they make a vow, right? They, they make an oath to foreign women that was sinful to get married to, and then God comes back and says, send them away,
3: yeah. right? So they're hold on. So <laughs> back, this up. Yeah. back this up. So they disobey God. Yes. And they they marry someone else that they're not supposed to marry.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm just thinking of what the repentance piece would look like for that. They're talking about sending them away. So is that like breaking
0: a divorce? Yes, that's divorcing. Mm. It's divorcing. Yeah. And that's you know In this in this in that situation. In mm. that situation, that is that is not um a prescription
2: mm.
0: that is a description that's describing what they did and that was true for them in that moment yeah that what god was doing in them and what god called them to do but um, it's also an application of of this text or of this uh, of this principle here right that they had they had made a vow to do something that was sinful mm. and therefore god said repentance looks like going in the opposite direction and not continuing in that sinfulness mm. right so there there are a lot of ways that we could vow yeah. to do something that we later realize is sinful right mm. so do we keep that vow because we made a vow or do we break that vow in repentance to God
3: mm. yeah. if we
0: make a vow that was something that was sinful Westminster Divines are saying no you do not continue in sin you do not continue in that right you you repent
3: so yeah, just can, so yeah, so on. I guess say so, two people get married one's a Christian and one's not and then they end up finding out they have a conscience right where they feel like they're convicted of mm-hmm. This is sinful. Like mm-hmm. this person is never going to be a Christian. Like, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Well, well thankfully, Scripture speaks to this very theme in First Corinthians chapters, uh, chapter seven, where that they that's the situation they're in. They're in a place where there is an, uh, they're unequally yoked. Yep. And so he prescribes there. He says, "Okay, here's the situation you're in. If the individual who is an unbeliever wants to continue into this marriage, then absolutely." continue to continue into that, in that, in that marriage. So, um, yeah.
0: and the believers obedience might even work for towards the salvation for of the good. unbelievers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. For the good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that, you know, with this, you, you see that we could, we could go it the other way. It says you could say we shouldn't, shouldn't vow to anything that is evil and unjust. And if we do, then that's when we need to repent and we need to break that vow of something that's evil or or unjust. And so you can begin to see why this is so important that we really be very careful what we are getting ourselves into in terms of vows or oaths because of the complications that it creates. And so as we as we enter into that passage in Ezra, uh, the the hurt and the the harm that comes from, you know, entering into a sinful vow, Uh, Can have huge ramifications. And so, this is why I think the divines here are so, are taking so much time to just warn us, you know, be careful what you are entering into. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. It's always better to put more time and thought and consideration on the front end before you make the vow than afterwards. And now, once sin messes things up, where there can literally be no good response like everything we do in this moment is going to hurt people Mm -hmm. is going to bring chaos and pain and so you know we're most of the time we're wanting to choose the the path that creates the less the less chaos the less the less damage you know and in Ezra at that time it was send them away Mm -hmm. all right Um, so we only make oaths what is good and just And what he believeth so to be, and what he is able and resolved to perform. Hmm. Able and resolved. Do we have a text for that?
2: Yes. So this is Genesis 24, 2 through 9.
0: for dramatic I effect. I apologize,
2: y'all. <laughs> I don't have that one off
0: the top of my head. <laughs> no,
2: you do not It's a strange one. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. So it's it's the story of Abraham having his servant swear to do just that. And he resolves that um, he believes it's the right thing because his master told him to do it. This is the only verse.
0: Yeah, well, I just remember this verse because when I was preaching through Genesis, <clears throat> I called um, my, one of my mentors, Ethan Burmeister, and asked him to come preach for me. And he said, where are you at? I said, in Genesis. He said, all right, what chapter? I said, 24. He's like, no way. <laughs> He's like, I am not coming to preach that text because it is a euphemistic text of some weird ancient yeah. vow ceremony yeah. that
1: yeah.
0: I don't know what the heck was going on there, I'll be honest. So um, when we make our vows... It's, a, it's a, just like I said earlier. We're vowing what we are able and resolved to perform. So we, we don't make vows based on wishful thinking. Man, I really hope I can be faithful. <laughs> Man, I really hope I can show up on time. Man, I really hope I can do that. No, we're... we're ma- are you able and are you resolved to do it? So yeah. we, again, more forethought... Um, and then we have to, we have to hold ourselves accountable to the word that we've, we've, we vowed. You, let me just say this: if you're a Christian and you're at Sacred City, you vowed to be at the Sunday gathering.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To vow, you vowed to do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Are you doing that? Mm. And if you're not you're not just sinning against your brothers and sisters in Christ and your pastors, you're sinning against God. Like you made a vow to worship with your brothers and sisters on, on Sunday morning and to be a part of a missional community. And you are, do you, are you holding yourself accountable to that? Yeah. Right. Is that a solemn commitment that you think about and you go, you know what? I've made this commitment and it's, it honors God that I, when I'm there to obey it.
3: So is every vow and oath um, a, a sin against God and towards God.
2: You're saying every broken vow and oath.
0: No. I would say not every vow and oath is. Okay. Only the vow vows and oath that we've made. Um. What the words here are the 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 good and just. What is good and just? Those good and just vows yeah the right.
1: standard is god god is a standard of goodness god is a standard of justice so i think that's yeah that's that's would be the ones that would be definitely sinful to to be breaking but yeah. outside of that
0: yeah it's we've all made those vows you know if you help me pass this test i swear i'll never you know those those things right um so it says right here yet it is a sin to refuse an oath touching anything that is good and just being imposed by lawful authority. So, if anyone in lawful authority, we could say fathers, mothers, we could say teachers, we could say pastors, we could say civil magistrates, in lawful authority, if they ask us to make an oath that is good and just, it is a sin to refuse to make such an oath Hmm. so if we've already talked about if your pastors ask you to make an oath when a church membership and and these things are all good and just and biblical and you go no well why not i don't want to be you know whatever i don't want to be held accountable i don't want okay that's then that would be a sin Hmm. that would be a sin
3: so I don't, I don't want to take it there, but I, you said authorities and, like, you know, mm-hmm. government. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, so if your government says, like, hey, you, we need you to go to war. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it could be good. They think it's good. And some people are like, oh, no, I think that's bad. I, you know, so would that be a sin against God since it's authority? Okay.
0: So what, that's a great question. And we would appeal not to what people think is good or bad, but we would appeal to God's standard right so there is what it's called just war theory there is what the biblical kind of bible prescribes there's there's some things that you can tell if this is a just war right now you never know for sure because we are not in afghanistan or we are not in ukraine or in russia and so we don't we have to in one sense trust what our governing authorities are actually telling us about about the situation. But f- from those things then we can make um we can make deductions and look and say if 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 this thing looks looks just or not. And if there if it's if it's not just, let I me mean, just use the example right now. What's going on in in Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Russia is, you know, Putin is a dictator and he's godless and um you know, he's, he's a bad guy, but Ukraine has also, they've just had a corrupt government for decades, for maybe longer than that. Okay. Now the Ukrainian people are victims in this situation in, in a lot of ways, but, and and America has even broken our vows uh, and oaths to Ukraine. Because we told them when they were, they were armed with nuclear weapons to protect themselves, we said, no, let us take those nuclear weapons away and we'll protect you. Well, now, the reason Russia invaded is because they didn't have their nuclear weapons. And now they invaded and what are we doing? We're, oh we're, well, yeah, we'll put some sanctions on you. But we're not sending, we're not sending troops over there. So that situation is so complex and muddled and, and our government has made it just as bad and our government in a lot of ways is just as corrupt I don't think it would be just for for us to go over there and start a war with with Russia or or, or get in there, right? Mm. Um, because of the complex nature of sin and and corruption and all the stuff that's going on. But when you look at a situation like World War II, right? That's a situation that's much more clear.
3: Mm.
0: That if you if if we don't step up and go. Hitler runs the world right and he's you know murdering millions mi- millions of people yeah right so that that's a, a situation that you can see it's a lot more just mm. right it's a lot it's clear right and wrong. I would say like Vietnam and what's going on in Ukraine right now those are very there's, there's reason to question those. Mm-hmm. there's a reason to, to wonder if that would be a, a good and just reason right so if, if they made us, We wouldn't have to if we're not convinced of that, and there's not clear evidence. We could say no, just like our governing authority says. We want you. We think every we want to mandate a vaccine. Okay, Mm -hmm. we say that might be good, the vaccine, but mandating it is not just because the government does not have the authority over the human being's body, Mm -hmm. individual member's body, and so we have that authority over our body, right? So. Well, God has the authority over body but under God we have that mm-hmm. authority. So so that's what it's a sin to refuse an oath touching anything that is good and just being imposed by lawful authority. So if someone asks you to take an oath and it's good and it's just, it's a sin to refuse that. Mm-hmm. Now why would somebody refuse it if it was good and just? Why would they why do you think the Westminster put this in here?
2: Mm-hmm. Probably out of sin or selfishness, just don't want to do it because I don't want to do it mm. if it's something that's good and godly okay kind of like you were talking with if you told somebody to do uh, to participate in church membership and they said no I'm not going to do that because I don't want to submit to authority sure for example
0: okay yeah again another thing we have to remember we talked about this before that this was written in the context of um, many Catholic priests and bishops coming out of the, the Roman Catholic church. And so one of, one of the reasons that they're writing this, that you don't have to uh, bind himself to an oath that anything is good and just is because they bound themselves to celibacy mm-hmm. and they came out of this Martin Luther being one of them mm-hmm. come out of it. He gets married and has children and loves his wife and loves the married life. And he's preaching the paint off the walls and gospel spreading People are getting saved and other priests are going, Oh, I think I made an oath that was not good or just or biblical. I made an oath that God didn't approve of. Hmm. And so they their repentance, they 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 broke that oath and got married and were fruitful and and multiplied. Hmm. So we have we just have to we have to be aware of what we're swearing to, and, if, and we have to do the work of, is this oath of allegiance that I'm making good and just? And if it, if it is, then we should respond to it, and we should make the oath, and if it's not, we shouldn't.
2: All right. Article 4. Kevin? An oath is to be taken in the plain and common sense of the words, without equivocation or mental reservation, It cannot oblige to sin, but in anything not sinful being taken, it binds to performance, although to a man's own hurt, not, I think, nor, nor is it to be violated, although made to heretics or infidels.
0: Okay. I've been waiting for this one because it has a line that I absolutely love, and so we're going to get down into it. An oath is to be taken in the plain and common sense of the <laughs> words, without equivocation or mental reservation. What text do we have for that?
3: We have Psalms
0: 24. No. Are there you? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry.
3: He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully.
0: Does not swear deceitfully. Okay, I was thinking it was going to be Jeremiah 4 too. Um, so we don't want to use slimy words. We don't want to use flowery rhetoric that allows us to get around what we're really making a promise to do. I would just say we don't want to use political speech because if you listen to the State of the Union, if you listen to most politicians speak, they're lying through their teeth. They're saying something that sounds one one way but you know they mean something totally opposite you know and that's not the way the word of god works that's not the way christians are to speak right our doctrinal statements are meant to be black and white they're meant to be plain and common sense in the sense that they They separate insiders from outsiders. And there's a way of writing your doctrinal statement that could be so flowery and so open and so much equivocation that nearly anyone could look in and say, oh yeah, pretty much. And it doesn't actually do what it's meant to do, which is separate insiders from outsiders, separate believers from, from unbelievers, right? And so when we make our vows, We should make them very clear, without equivocation or mental reservation. All right? Now, our vows cannot oblige to sin. Pretty clear. But in anything not sinful, being taken, it binds to performance, although to a man's own hurt. Mm. That's the sentence that
1: I've been waiting to get to. Okay, I see.
0: You've made a vow and now you realize it's harder than you thought. Mm. You made a vow and now you realized, oh man, this is going to cost me more than I thought it was going to cost me. This is going to be more painful than I thought it was going to be. And we Christians should look the person in the face and say, yep, do it anyway. Do it anyway. I didn't know being married was going to be this hard. Yep. Do it anyway. I didn't know laying down my life like Christ did for the church was going to be this hard. Yep. Do it anyways. When I said I was going to mow your grass for $20, I didn't realize it was going to take me four hours. Yep. Do it anyway. Making an oath to a man's own hurt. And he goes even farther. Now let's, let's read, what text do we have for that?
2: Yeah, 1 Samuel 25, 22, and then 32 through 34. 22 reads, God do so to the enemies of David and more also, if by morning I leave so much as one male of all who belong to him. And then starting in verse 32, And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion and blessed be you who have kept me this day from blood guilt and from working salvation with my own hand. For as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has restrained me from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me truly, by morning there had not been left to Nabal so much as one male.
0: Yeah, so this was Nabal's house, right? Yeah. You remember this? when?
1: No,
2: no remind me.
0: So the... Um, okay... David was hungry and and needed some food and he sent his servants to Nabal's house and, and Nabal was like, get out of here. We're not giving you oh, anything. Yes. And then Nabal's wife, was it Nabal's wife? Abigail. Yeah. Abigail comes yeah. out. She brings a bunch of food and she brings all this kind of, so when David finds out that, that, that they're not, Nabal's not going to take care of him, yeah. he's like, I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. He makes a vow to God. I'm going to kill them all. Okay. That was probably a rash vow. <laughs> Right, yeah. that was probably a rash vow. He was starving. <laughs> he had a lot of men. This guy was not being benevolent in his kingdom, whatever. So he's going to go kill him. Abigail comes out. She takes care of him. She feeds him. He realizes I've made a rash vow. I've made a sinful vow. Oh, okay. And what does he do? He he breaks his vow. Yeah. He doesn't go and 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 kill everyone. Okay, so that that's a perfect example of a man making a rash vow and then a man not not fulfilling that vow, mm. that that that's sinful, okay? Um, th- this is one of the... This brings up a good point here, though. This, although to a man's own hurt. Isn't this the point? Isn't this why... We didn't bring this up last week, but it just brings it up to my memory right now. Isn't this why we make vows and oaths? Because we're wondering... When this gets hard, will you keep your word?
1: Hmm. Sure.
0: In one sense, I would almost say that's the only reason we make vows.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we can't—we're not able to anticipate just how hard this might be, and particularly when we're talking about these are things that are weighty, and so these are these are obviously things that are going to take something of us, that's going to require something of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think about—you know—we'll go back to our wedding vows boy is it easy to make that it's easy to say that vow on that on day on that day man she's beautiful Shoo! and things are going uh-huh. great you know but to work that out 5 years down the road 10 years down the road 15 years down the road when the reality of life is there and you know it's 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 weighty and uh, yeah so we make vows for that very reason because we don't know am i am i up to this and by the grace of God only are we up to it, um, which is why we need God's grace to to fulfill these things. But yeah,
0: yeah, huh. we more we need more than just a flippant "Yeah, I'll be there, mm-hmm. I'll do it." We need to remember that there was a there was a solemn day where we made a solemn oath and a solemn vow that come hell or high water we were going to perform this thing. And so when when it gets really difficult, we we have something of substance that we can say I made an oath to God hmm. to do this yeah. right um, yeah i think that's why it, to, and we so we we in one sense we swear to our own hurt right that it's it's going to hurt me personally to keep my vow yeah but i'm going to keep my vow yeah. right and then he goes up one step further nor is it to be violated although made to heretics or infidels. What text do they use for that?
2: Joshua 9:18 9, and 19. But the people of Israel did not attack them because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Then all the congregation murmured against the leaders. But all the leaders said to all the congregation, "We have sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel, and now we may not touch them." Mm.
1: Yeah, it's, these are the. This is the story of these the. the liars. Yeah, these the. These are the. They they live there in Canaan, and they the gods you know tell them to continue, you know kill them all, get rid of get rid of these. these Make Canaanites, no covenant these, with anybody around yeah, you. Take
0: these, over all the nations. You're taking over the
1: promised land. Yeah, yeah, and so they come. They get dressed up like they have traveled many, 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 many weeks. Worn and, out sandals,
0: <laughs> worn out clothes, <laughs> bad
1: bad bread, the whole works. Yeah, stale I mean, bread, stale bread. They. They've really done their trick, and so they come and they say, "We would, we're, we're from a far nation." So they're lying to, mm-hmm. they're lying to the leaders uh, that they are from a far nation, and so they say, "We well, make a covenant with us. Don't, you know, don't kill us. Don't kill us. Don't they destroy, destroy us." And well, then they make a discovery that, oh no, they're just they're right right around the corner, <laughs> they're <Yeah>. neighbors. <laughs> yeah. But God tells them, yeah,
0: okay, it, not that it was a, oh, you made a sinful vow. So go go kill him and break your vow, no, because the vow they made was de- was not sinful. They were deceived. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So they were deceived in this vow, and God told them keep the vow. Keep the vow. Interesting. Keep the vow. Yeah. So, so th- so when we make vows to people who are not Christians and maybe even heretics, we're commanded to still keep our vow. Yeah. Right. And and I, um paying your bills, you know, when, when money gets tight, you, you, you still pay your bills, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. um, you say you're going to be there. You still, you're, you're going to be there. Yeah. So,
1: you know, it's, it's interesting, interesting that one passage that we didn't, that we didn't read on this, on this, uh, vow to your own hurt is a Psalm 15. And if you remember how Psalm 15 starts out, it says, Oh Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? So if you think about what is the question he's asking there, he's asking who really has the right to to really worship you? Who has the right to stand before you and and, and honor you and worship you? And so he, he goes through and says a few things of who who should be doing this, but one of them is he who swears to his own hurt mm. and does not change. Mm. So that's one of the qualifications, in one sense, right. he's saying is that this is the kind of person that God is looking for someone who swears to his own hurt and does not change.
0: Huh. So, man, swears to his own hurt. He, so, even when it is very early and very cold and I don't want to get up and come and set up the signs on a Sunday morning, I made a commitment. I'm going to do it. I'll be there. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hmm. Can you swear to your own hurt and not change? That's the question. Um, that God calls us to make oaths and make vows, and um, that's part of it. Keeping your word even when it hurts, even when it's painful. So hopefully you um, learned a thing or two. If you've got questions, please email me at Justin Dean at or Rob at sacredcitychurch.com. Um, we love to get those emails and answer those questions. We've been getting a lot lately, and we're excited to begin answering some of those shortly. Uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you. God bless you.